Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hi guys, this is Matt Z from Optimus Futures, directly from the Optimus Recording Studios, and I wanted to talk to you today about increasing the size of your trades. Every trader went through that, and it's absolutely natural to think about it. If you trade, or if you didn't start trading and you're thinking about starting at one level going to another so i'm going to give you practical advice that would apply to people who started trading and didn't start trading just to consider um, please make all your comments uh, or if you have questions go to our community website it's community.optimistfutures.com ask me any trading related question there whether it's related to this podcast software execution trading anything don't care i'll answer it uh, the truth is Jake answers it, not me. Um, but I come there, I try to help. So um, let's talk about increasing your size, okay? Like I said, every trader thought about it. Uh, everybody wants to go from one e-mini to five e-minis, from one gold to ten gold, or if you're trading crude, you know, you're thinking of going maybe from one lots to three lots to seven lots. And it's absolutely natural, again, like I said, to think of that, because obviously... Everybody's in trading to increase, possibly, I should say, potentially to increase their account size. And they're thinking that if they're going to increase the size of their trades, obviously their wealth might come faster. So I'm here to warn you against that kind of thinking and also to give you practical advice how to do it the right way. Obviously, there is a point in time that you could increase your account, but I want you to consider all the variables that are involved. So the first thing that you have to think about is consider the psychological aspects of increasing the size of your trade. To be very specific, what you have to consider is the emotional response to performance. And what I mean by that, and when we talk about performance, it's not only positive performance, it's negative performance, it's the fluctuations of the, of the account. So let's say you're trading one crude oil contract, right? And you're comfortable with it and you go in and out and you're comfortable with the risk and everything else. And at this point, you're starting to think, okay, maybe I should go to two contracts or three contracts or four contracts. And I understand that. But what you have to understand is that when you're in a trade now, instead of one tick, which is, I think, in crude oil, I don't think I know it's $10. Now, every tick with two lots is $20, $30, $40. And that affects your way of thinking and it affects your responses. So again, remember the word emotional response to performance. How are you going to 
react. Now, some people might get a little bit panicky. I'm not saying everybody will, right? It depends on your financial circumstances too, but, but you could actually have um, actions that are not related to your method and they're just instinctive because you grew your size too fast, okay? So this is something to consider. So you will have psychological issues when you grow your account. This is why you have to do it slowly, right? You can't go from one lot to five lots. You have to understand along the way, you know, the psychological pressure that you'll be under. Or at least put yourself under the laboratory test of, of your emotional response to performance. The second thing is drawdown pressure. Consider that every single uh, methodology has drawdowns where people go through fluctuations in the account and it doesn't go in their favor, right? So now you have to consider that the performance, although you might have a good method, just remember during the bad periods, it might double, triple, or quadruple depending on, obviously, your method. And I'm talking about in terms of monetary dollars, okay? So that might have an effect on you as well. And you have to consider that. So you have bigger fluctuations both ways. And sometimes, you know, when some people, and, and I'm not saying some people as if some people have this weakness and some people have the strength, but I think it's for majority of people, it's hard if they go through a losing period where they lose a lot of money. And it's hard for them to recover mentally from that. So they start relying more on their instincts and, you know, doubling their size. So what you want to do is obviously, like I said, in variable one with the emotional responses, if you have drawdown pressure, you want to come back every day to the market new, you don't want to let it affect you. So do things slowly and gradually. You might be able to live one day with very big drawdown, still um, uh, trusting your system, but obviously that has to come with time. So how do you do it right? Okay, so how do you actually want to increase the size? Again, this is my opinion. There are no guarantees in trading. Everything we do or everything I say is my opinion and it's just my experience. So if you think otherwise you're entitled to it, again, just mine. So first of all, you have to consider your margin to equity, meaning that how much margin do you use relatively to equity? Now, I'm going to tell you something about margin. Margin is dictated by the CME, right? So the CME or any exchange you trade, Osaka, Eurex, or anything like that. And they come up with this margin that they say, for this, you know, this is what we want. And obviously, that is just the legal one, right? This is just the legal margin they want you to hold out of your account. If you hold overnight, obviously, that's what they want. Day trading is dictated by FCMs and, and brokers, but that's the case. So, but let's talk about margin for a minute. So, what margin does have a certain indication because it comes from the exchange. It's based on a certain variable. Now, what you have to uh, remember is that the CME puts those numbers based on what they want it to be also based on their calculation. It's not indicative of the risk that's entailed in that contract. For example, if you look at contracts like natural gas, uh, oh, here comes the rain. Welcome to Florida. So um, if you have something like natural gas, you might have a margin of, let's say, $2,000, right? Or or even a better contract. You have cocoa that comes 70% from the Ivory Coast. If there's a revolution over there, I mean, you know, there's a margin. I don't know what the margin on cocoa is. I don't recall. But let's say it's $3,000, $4,000. You know, it could jump. You know, the prices could 
go up 5%, 10%. So the margin is one indication of risk. But what's more important along with the margin, so you do consider margin to equity, but you also consider the volatility that could be in this account in that, in, in that potential contract. Right. So sometimes you would see, like, let's talk about the S&P, for example. So you can have one margin to equity. Okay. Let's say that it's a day trading margin of, let's say, a thousand dollars, just as an example. You know, some FCMs take 500, some less, some a thousand, some two thousand. Um, but let's just look at a thousand. So let's say you have a, a five thousand dollar account or a ten thousand dollar account. And now you're using day trading margin of a thousand relatively to your, to your account. Now, you also have to consider that there are periods in time that the contract will always stay for day trading a 1,000, regardless of the volatility in the market. The FCM won't change it. The broker won't change it. So it's also your goal to see if what is the right amount of contracts to trade for your equity, which is relative to the volatility. That's extremely important. If you hold overnight, you can look at the margin for the overnight, but also consider the risks associated with it. So I can't say that you can only look at margin to equity. You have to look at margin plus volatility to equity. Okay, That's one thing to consider when you're sizing up a contract. The second thing is there are two types of accounts, um, two types of approaches to size. One is fixed and one is variable. So... The fixed one is where a, a trader says, look, I'm only going to trade one, 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 or two, two, two. That's all they do. They go in with one, liquidate one, go in with one, liquidate one. And then there are traders who say, look, you know, depending on the opportunity in the marketplace, I won't, in some situation, I will use one, in some situation, I will use three. So they go back and forth between fixed and variable. Now, let me emphasize something extremely important here. I do not advocate basing trades on a gut feel where you sit there and you say, I think this trade is better. I'm going to trade three lots. This trade is less. It's, um, you know, I'm only going to trade one. If you do not have the ability based on the, on your gut, and I'm going to repeat it again, regardless of your experience, you do not have the ability to distinguish, um, just based on gut, um, on uh, a trade that you should do one or three, but I'm not opposed to variable uh, trading. That some you use one and some you use more, or you might use three and five, but I will tell you what it takes to, to do that. You need to grade your trade. Meaning that if you always have the same setup, right? Like let's say you have a certain setup, then you should stick to the fixed. If you have a way to grade your trade, let's say five variables, certain volatility, certain setup, certain, you know, um, percentage that it went up, percentage it went down, whatever the category is that you made up, if you have the ability to grade your trade, then I believe that you can approach both fixed and variable in terms of size. It does not mean that you'll go to extremes because in every single trade that you do, even if you use the variable margin where you grade your trade, you have to consider the risk of ruin, right? What will happen if this trade will not go your way? At what risk management will you apply to stop the bleeding, right? So your account does not blow up just because you had one trade. And let me tell you this, over the years, I've seen amazing traders blowing up their account because of one trade. You know, day trades that turned into 
overnight and more overnight and more emails back and forth saying, listen, this market will correct. You know, it's overbought. I can't believe it's going up so much. I can't believe it's down so much. It must come back. It Market doesn't must do anything. Market can stay overbought forever. It can stay uh, oversold forever. So always consider the risk. Um, always consider the risk of ruin. And this is for your own. Remember, I always say that naked money is always a byproduct of good risk management. If you're always just focused on the money and greed and fear, and when people say to me, listen, I can't afford to take this loss, then I know it's game over. If, if you have a $10,000 account and you're in a $6,000 loss and you're barely holding on to margin and you're thinking, okay, well, listen, I can't afford to take this loss right now, well, you'll end up taking it. Either the FCM will liquidate you, the broker will liquidate you, you'll have a margin call or you'll just throw in the towel. So you don't want to get to that point, right? Again, I'm not criticizing anyone. I understand that when you start trading and human behavior and DNA takes over, it could affect your judgment and thinking. So please consider always the risk of ruin. Always have a, um, if, if you are going into the variable margin and size, always have a point where you say that you're wrong and uh, because you might be wrong within seconds and you got to pull the trigger right away to say, okay, I was wrong, right? Always think that you have an opportunity with the next trade. That's as far as fixed and variable margin. Um, what I always suggest to do also when you're increasing your size, you have to have gradual, um, um, gradual increases that you actually adapt to, right? So let's say that you decided you don't have a scoring system for your trades and you have a fixed method and now you're saying, okay, I'm going to go from one to two, right? Don't go from one to five, go from one to two, right? You can't trade one and a half contracts. Well, actually you can, you can do big and micro, but for the sake of the example, you know, let's say you go one and two, you have to do it gradually and see how you're used to it. If you're not used to it, go back to one, start over at some point, you know, maybe when you become tougher mentally. And again, I'm going to tell you this, Trading is not an indication of your IQ, of your endurance, or your motivation. There's money at the end of the day, you know, and on the line. And this is what causes your fears, right? It's psychological. So you have to overcome it. So let's don't try to be a hero, but rather respect the process that you actually have to adapt to it slowly. And again, it might take you three months, six months, or a year, or two years. It doesn't matter. The point is, you want to be in this. If you want to be in this game for a long time, you shouldn't rush. So, if you find that you went from one to two, it's too much. Go back to one. Try again later, and so forth. Again, you have your body, your mind, your behavior, your nerves. They have to get used to the fact that you're trading bigger size. Now, there are um, situations where a customer would also increase their account size, right? So, for example, they would go from just as a hypothetical example, they will go from 25,000 where they traded two crude oils or two e-minis, two golds, two bonds. They want to trade in 50, right? Now they want to go to 50 contract, to 50,000. And now they want to trade four contracts on each. So what you have, but nevertheless, you're still using the same method, same execution. So you also increased the size of your account, right? But you also added, um, but you also added contracts. Now two things happen at the same time. 
monetarily, I mean, dollar-wise, you will still have higher fluctuations in the account dollar-wise, but relatively to the percent in the account, you might find that the percent is the same. So what I say is this, okay, it, which is really hard to do. You know, everybody will give you advice, do this and do that, and, you know, but I, I respect that it's hard to do some of those things that I request here, but nevertheless, I really believe in them. So when you um, have a bigger account, if you decided to deposit more money, you really have to look at the percentages. Let me give you an example, okay? Hypothetical example, and again, past performance is not indicative of future results, but let's say you have a 25,000 account and you're making a month, let's say $2,000, right? So it's 2,000 relatively, and your drawdowns are 1,000, right? So now there's a certain, it's, it's a certain percent of the, the 25,000 and the drawdown is also, right? Or you might make, I don't know, $3,000 and you have a drawdown of 500 or 1,000, or it might be equal. But when you increase the size of your account now, understand that you might make, instead of 2,000, 4,000, but your drawdowns are 2,000, but your percent stays the same. So what I'm saying is, is that you need to focus, if you grow your account, financially as well by adding money and you also increase the size you have to look at percentages more than money if you only look at the money it will affect you psychologically more so i wish there was a way you know i keep on using the term here psychology and psychology and psychology i mean i'm not a psychologist but i do understand the effects of fluctuations on accounts so despite the fact that you put more money in percentages it might stay the same many traders don't look at it that way but what I'm trying to make is the conscious effort of you looking psychologically um, at your percent. Put more focus on the percent side, right? And, and, and that matters more. So let me give you an example. Let's assume, okay, you have a $25,000 account. You're making $2,000. You're losing $1,000. I mean, losing $1,000, I mean, your drawdown monthly is $1,000. Your earnings are $2,000. Now, let's say you added another 25000 right? Now you're seeing that you're actually making $3,000, right? But your drawdown grew to 3000 as well. So you're trading here a liquid market, but you're proportionally, because of your size, something has changed drastically. This is why, you know, if you focus only on the money, you're saying, well, I'm making more, but your drawdowns are bigger, right? So the drawdowns could affect you more in the future. So your drawdowns now had a tendency to grow, right? And in future months, they could grow more while your performance is not being enhanced or, or getting better. So the focus on percent is extremely important. It will make you go and revise your system over and over again. So again, uh, follow the percentage PNL, not your dollar PNL. In percentage terms, right? Um, if you trade larger account, it doesn't mean that you necessarily, again, in percentage-wise, are taking more risk. Monetarily, yes. Percentage-wise, you want to keep it the same as you did before if you were if you had performance. Um, that's basically it, right? What I'm asking you is, in conclusion to all of this, um, what I'm trying to say is that the human mind really needs to reprogram itself and accept new levels, right? What you have to do is minimize your fear and minimize your internal resistance, right? Um, and basically accept that you are um, 
now you have to accept that you're trading at new levels. And that is the most important thing, is to do things in a gradual manner, letting your human mind, you know, again, reprogram itself, getting used to the fact that you're trading a bigger size and becoming, and hopefully becoming calmer as with the new size. Everybody who increases size, everyone will have a new level of nervousness. Even if they've been trading for 10 years, even if they grew their level from year one to year 10, right? They grew it all the time. Don't think that from 10 year to, to year 11, it, there will be now I can just keep on increasing it, but they don't, but it becomes easier for them because they understand the process. For everybody else, this process of adapting to new levels might take different times, right? There is uh, an internal resistance to growth of accounts and size. So for some people, it might take three months, it might take you six months, or it might take you two years to get used to the new level. Um, that is up to you. Everybody has a certain level of tolerance. Everybody thinks differently. There are people that it doesn't affect them as much. There are people that it does uh, affect them more. But the last thing that you should do is try and be some sort of an ideal model of how it should be and force it on yourself. So, for example, if you go from one contract to two contracts and it doesn't feel natural to you, right? It doesn't feel good yet, right? Go back to one. It's fine. If you went from two to four and four doesn't mean natural or to three, you know, it doesn't feel natural. Go back to two. So make it natural every single time and to the point where you get to the level that you're comfortable with. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Your goal in trading is to win and make money, right? That is really your goal. It doesn't mean that you can trade in every single level. There could be a level that you have to get used to and say, you know what, I'm comfortable with this level. It's fine, right? That's what it is. You shouldn't feel uh, any less, if you're trading five lots of E-mini or 10 lots of E-minis, and you know somebody who trades 50 lots of E-minis, you shouldn't look at that and say, you know, it, it, it yourself as weakness, not at all. Some people can't even get to that level. So whatever your achievements are, it's very important to look at anything. This is just general in life. Not always look at what people write on forums that I trade this or I trade that. Because first of all, you don't know if they're really doing it. They could be in their own fantasy la la land. I've seen forums have become a, a land of fantasy for many people to create their own persona over there or whatever they want. Um, so just remember it's you know, your own personal achievement and um, it's very important to keep it that way. That's it for now. This is Matt Z from Optimus Futures. If you have any comments about this podcast, please go to community.optimusfutures.com. Uh, please post your questions there. Anything else, I'll try my best to answer them. Um, you can provide value too to the community. You can write your own experience. And of course, I always welcome your business here at optimusfutures.com. Uh, we have many clearing firms, many platforms. We can help you. Uh, we can reduce, you know, commissions for you. If you're paying too much, we could give you better technology, better service. We're good at what we do and we look forward to doing business with you. We never take your business for granted. We know that you have a lot of choices. I wish you a very good weekend. Today is a Friday. I don't know what day you're listening to it, but today is a Friday. If you're listening during the week, I wish you a great trading week. 
you're listening to this on the weekend. I wish you a phenomenal weekend uh, with your loved ones. All the best. This is Medzi from Optimist Futures. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.